Hi. Welcome to Bible Talk with Jane and Shannon. I'm Jane. And I'm Shannon. And tonight we're talking about animals. Yes. I love this subject. I do too. I've always had an affinity for animals growing up in the in the country. We living on a farm, of course we had animals, but I've always felt a just an instant closeness with with all of God's creation and, and animals especially. I love babies of all kinds, from my grandson to baby horses, baby cows, baby. I don't goats. like baby mice or baby rats. Well, maybe you will sometime. That, well, maybe in heaven. Maybe in heaven. Yeah. But okay. I just, I just love animals, and I think most people do. That's why companion animals are so common. Horse, or dogs and cats and horses and. People just love being around animals. You know, though. I think there's a reason for that. I think there's a reason, too. But I think if a person doesn't like to be around animals, I think it's because they haven't been or they haven't had a good experience. I I just found an article on Mm ERLC.com called 10 Biblical Truths About Animals by a man named Barrett Duke, I guess. Barrett didn't begin to appreciate animals until he got a dog for his own kids. Mm-hmm. Before that, he said he lived in a city and he never was around them. And I think you do, you can, if you're not ever around them, you don't understand how God reveals himself through animals. And yes. I, you know, anyone who is listening to this, and if you're not around animals, I just, I urge you to to open up your life to some kind of animal because God will speak to you in a new way and um yeah i I think there's a there's a simplistic uh belief by a lot of people about animals but animals are so much deeper than that and yeah they they give us um so many different ways of seeing god and god's creation i mean look at jesus used animals constantly in his parables and his stories you know, uh, he talked about sheep a lot, but he talked about a lot of different animals. And in that, he was using that because it was something people were familiar with. And because, or in other places in the Bible, they use it too. You know, when when it says, you know, they will rise up on wings like eagles. Mm-hmm. The, imagery, 40, the yes. imagery of that is perfect. I've, I've, I've always had a real fascination with raptors, hawks and eagles yeah. and falcons. And, you know, that sense of flight that you can just sit and watch an eagle fly and there's a it just lifts your soul to see that and lift up lift, they will rise up with wings on, on wings of eagles and just think about that concept there's the feeling that yeah. would be to be able to fly like yeah. that not just fly but to fly like that there are two instances about Jesus bringing up birds that I wanted mm-hmm. to share Jesus first and uh-huh. Luke thirteen thirty four. he compares himself to a hen, a chicken. He says, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those sent to her, how often I wanted to gather your children together just as a hen gathers her brood under her wings and you would not have it. So oh. Jesus compares himself to a hen. And, and then, that's something really special. If you've never seen a hen with chicks, yeah, she sits on the nest to hatch the eggs, of course. Hens ducks she sits on them when they are eggs but right. then once they hatch and they're little that's their place of, of protection and safety mm-hmm. so if something scares chicks they'll all run underneath mama 
Yeah. They go hide. And Mama gets big and fluffy to try and hide the babies. Ugh. That's an amazing thing to watch. And then and then Jesus also compares the Father's love for, for humans and for animals. He says um, in uh, Matthew ten twenty nine, Are not two sparrows sold for a cent? And yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your Father. So God knows every single sparrow. I bet every single bug, every mm-hmm. single living thing. God knows, and he knows when they die. He knows when they're born. And that's just amazing. I want to share, actually, uh, animals were made, created, before humans were. Mm-hmm. Genesis one twenty and 21 says, Then God said, Let the waters teem with swarms of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth in the open expanse of the heavens, and God created the great sea monsters and every living creature that moves, with which the waters swarmed after their kind, and every winged bird after its kind. And God saw that it was good. Oh, I'm going to keep going. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful, multiply, and fill the waters and the seas, and let birds multiply on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning and a fifth day. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures after their kind, cattle and creeping things and beasts of the earth after their kind and it was so God made the beasts of the earth after their kind and the cattle after their kind and everything that creeps on the ground after its kind and God saw that it was good yeah so that was all that was before humans were created yeah and it's interesting you know we talked initially we opened up saying you know if you've never been around animals um You'd learn so much from them, and the Bible actually says that too. In Job 35, uh, 35, oh wait, Job 12, 7 through through 10. Mm -hmm. But ask the beasts, and they will teach you, the birds of the heaven, and they will tell you, or the bushes of the earth, and they will teach you, and the fish Mm -hmm. of the sea will declare to you, who among all these does not know that the hand of the Lord has done this? In his hand is the life of every living thing and breath, the breath of all mankind. Mm. Of every living thing and all mankind. Yeah. And then in Job 35, it goes on to say, Who teaches us more than the beasts of the heavens, the beasts of the earth, and makes us wiser than the birds of the heavens? So we are meant um, to, to learn. learn. Yeah, We're to meant learn to from learn them. from the other creatures on the earth. And you don't, you know, you don't have to get pets. You can go out. If you live right in town, maybe you can't see any, but you could go to a park, and if you just sit on a bench, I bet if you just stay silent for a little while, maybe go early morning, later in the evening, mm-hmm. you could see birds, squirrels. I mean, you could just observe them. They're just amazing. And I want to, talking about Job, I, I knew there were a lot of animals mentioned in Job, and so I listed all of them. Between Job thirty-eight and forty-one. Oh wow! Okay. And this is the list of oh, all. And if you don't know, Job is chronologically the first book. The first book that was written. Now, if you want to look at from the beginning of time, we would have started with Genesis, but Job was actually an older book than the Pentateuch. So it's it's interesting that you know Job was actually the first book anybody wrote about this. Concept of and God. it's filled with animals. Yes. I will say also, every book in the Bible has something about animals in it. So, I mean, animals are important to God. And here, here's the list of animals between Job 38 and 41. Those chapters. 38, 39, 40, 41. So, four chapters. These are 
the animals listed. Lions, ravens, mountain goats, deer, wild donkey, wild ox, ostrich, wild beast, locust, horse, hawk, eagle, hippopotamus, leviathan, crocodile, bird, fish, and then I think a dragon. Yes, I think there's a dragon in Job. This could be debated. This is Jane's truth, but if you go to Job 41, 12 through 26. Oh, please let me read that. Okay, go ahead. Okay. I mean, okay, someone will say this is just a crocodile, but in my brain, this sure sounds like a dragon. So I'm going to read it to you. And I've read it to other people and I'll say, what does it sound like? And every time they go, a dragon. Okay, so here it is. I will not keep silence concerning his limbs or his mighty strength or his orderly frame. Who can strip off his outer armor? Who can come within his double mail? Who can open the doors of his face? Around his teeth there is terror. His strong scales are his pride, shut up as with a tight seal. One is so near to another that no air can come between them. They are joined one to another. They clasp each other and cannot be separated. His sneezes flash forth light, and his eyes are like the eyelids of the morning. Out of his mouth go burning torches. Sparks of fire leap forth. Out of his nostrils, smoke goes forth as from a boiling pot and burning rushes. His breath kindles coals and a flame goes forth from his mouth. In his neck lodges strength and dismay leaps before him. The folds of his flesh are joined together firm on him and immovable. His heart is as hard as a stone, even as hard as a lowered millstone. When he raises himself up, the mighty fear, because the crashing They are bewildered. The sword that reaches him cannot avail, nor the spear, the dart, or the javelin. Yeah. Doesn't that sound like a dragon? Okay. Okay. That is not for sure theology, but... But it sure sounds like... Sounds like a dragon to me. Yeah. I don't know any crocodiles that flash forth fire. I'm going to go go from from your dragons. I'm going to go the opposite direction. Okay. And these are are actually mentioned in the Bible. Proverbs 30. Okay. It says, four things on, the, on earth are small, but they are exceedingly oh, wise. Those are good verses, yes. The ants are a people not strong, yet they provide their food in the summer. The rock badgers are a people not mighty, yet they make their homes in the cliffs. The locusts have no king, yet, they all march, yet all of them march in rank. The lizard you can take in your hands, yet it is in the king's palaces. Hmm. I, I just... You know, we, we talk about the great beasts, but then just something as simple as the ants. And it says that they are exceedingly wise. They're not strong, but they take care of things. They take care of business. Yeah, and they get everything done. Yeah. And I like the rock badgers concept, too. Badgers have always been kind of a favorite little wild animal of mine. I love badgers. badgers? Okay, so tell fierce. us why you like badgers. Badgers are just fierce. I, I love badgers. They're, they're small critters. You don't see them very often. They're kind of... Um, shy when it comes to being around people but i don't like badger holes i don't like having to run into that especially when you have livestock but they're just they're just fearsome little creatures they're tough and they don't back down from anybody mm. there's not much to them but they they're pretty tough little creatures so i will say that we know we know for sure that god communicates with with animals mm-hmm. we can think of genesis 7 the flood He told all the animals to show up to the ark. And they went into the ark two by two. And 
uh, I can pretty much guarantee Noah had no idea how to talk to lions, how to talk to giraffes, but somehow they knew to go in two by two. That must have been an amazing sight. And then we know First Kings 17.4. This is where God gave the ravens a job. He says, and he's talking to Elijah, and God says to Elijah, the prophet, and it shall be that you shall drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to provide for you there. So the ravens provided food twice a day to, to Elijah, mm-hmm. and so we know that God communicates to animals. And um, I was, oh, and animals, okay, they're in the beginning, in mm-hmm. the Eden, in Eden, in the perfect place. Mm-hmm. So I think, obviously, animals will be there in the end, in the perfect place in heaven. But we also know that Jesus comes up back. He comes back on a white horse. Oh, we'll save that for just a little okay. bit. I want to. Um, there's a a concept that some, sometimes we miss. That sometimes people miss about the fact that um, the Earth itself is not in the state that God created it. Oh, right. In many right. different ways. And one of the ways that I thought was very interesting, in Genesis one thirty, it says, To every beast of the earth, and to every bird of the heavens, and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. Mm-hmm. And it was so. We have a lot of creatures on this earth that do not eat plants. Right. They're meat eaters. They're carrion eaters. They are, they are fierce animals. Um, they live off of other animals. But that's not... That's God not the intended way it, would. it. Yes, can I read that, that from Isaiah? That is part of the fallen portion of the earth. We took we took the earth to that state. Yeah, from yeah. sin. Yep. Okay, so Isaiah 11 starting in verse 6 says, "And the wolf will dwell with the lamb, and the leopard will lie down with the kid, and the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little boy will lead them. Also the cow and the bear will graze, their young will lie down together." And the lion will eat straw like the ox, and the nursing child will play by the hole of the cobra, and the weaned child will put his hand on the viper's den. They will not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the earth. That has to be when heaven is restored and we're living in the end, the very end, you know, at eternity, mm-hmm. because that's never happened on earth. No. And that's, be, but that's not the way God intended it. But this you know, is way eleven, not right. eleven. God, God never intended it to be the way we see it now. Yeah. And there are creatures on this earth that you need to stay away from. Yeah. Because they are aggressive and they are fierce. Uh, you get in the water with sharks or certain kinds of whales, and you're going to have trouble if you um, mess with a grizzly bear or or lions or leopards or all those things. You know, I. But it, in yeah. Romans eight twenty one, it says, "Creation itself, uh, in in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay mm. and brought into the freedom and the glory of the children of God." So the whole earth is groaning right now. Yeah, even the animals. They all know that this is not the way it's meant to be, and they want it to be the way God intended it, and they're just waiting. Yeah. The same way we wait for Jesus' return. All creation is waiting for Jesus to return because that would mean that creation will be put back the way it's supposed to be. You know, I uh, one thing I do, and you know this, but Mm -hmm. 
people in podcast land doesn't know don't know this. My uh, our twenty almost twenty one year old son most of the time of his life I've homeschooled him because he can't talk. He, has a lot of disabilities and it's just worked out better uh he stays at home and we read a lot and every year i have chosen an animal for us to study you know maybe more than one animal one couple years ago we did giraffes and and we also did elephants and then we did narwhals and and every single time we read about these animals it's just amazing to and and i just learned the surface of it I mean, I'm not like a scientist who studies these animals in depth, but like the other day on the PBS, we saw there was butterfly scientists, and I don't know what they're called, but they study butterflies. That's Love all they adopters, do. I believe. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I can learn a little bit about butterflies, but these people who study them know even more, and there's just so much, and everything glorifies God. And it's it's no... It should be no surprise to anyone that, like the PBS programs and the nature programs and the, the National Geographic programs, when they go and they study animals in their own habitat and all these things are so popular. People love those kind of programs. It's just amazing to see. But uh, Hosea 2.18 also says, In that day I will make a covenant for them with the beasts of the field, the birds in the sky, and the creatures that move along the ground. Bow and sword and battle I will abolish from the land so that they may all lie down in safety. Oh, I like that. Everyone. And every animal belongs to God. The earth, Psalm 24, 1 says, The earth is the Lord's and all it contains, the world and those who dwell in it. And that includes every single animal. And God cares about the animals. And I want to answer a question, and I know there are people who disagree with me, and I can't hmm. say this is this is not anti-biblical, but I can't say for sure this is in the Bible. So you'll have to say this is Jane's viewpoint, but you can believe what you want to believe. This is not going to affect your salvation. Hmm. Only thing that affects our salvation is if we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And, you know, if you believe in him, okay. you'll be saved. Okay, ahead. that's a little distraction. But people say, do my pets go to heaven? You will hear that often from small children. I think they, they do. They just absolutely well, love this is their Jane. pets. And Why not? They don't have... Animals do not have to be saved like humans. They have... Okay. He, we're going to Hebrews 4.12. And we're still stuck, stuck on this. Okay? okay? And again, like I said, you can believe what you want. But in my heart, this is what I believe. And nobody's going to change my mind on it because there's nothing in the bible that says that it's they not don't yes go to heaven. okay there's nothing that explicitly says that they that do pets don't or don't do or do. don't okay right. so you can choose what you want to believe hebrews four twelve says for the word of god is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword and piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart Humans have soul and spirits. Our spirit is a part that is awakened to God when we accept him. We already have souls. We all have souls. but And we all have spirits. It's just if your spirit is awake yet or not. Animals have souls. If you've had a pet, you know that they feel, they think, they know when they're in trouble. They they don't have a human soul and they don't have a human spirit. They don't have to be awakened to God. 
They don't have to have a special revelation of God. They just are. They're innocent. That's another point this Barrett Duke wrote that uh, he said, he quoted in Robert Bolt's play, A Man for All Seasons, Sir Thomas More delivered, says, God created them animals for their innocence. So when we know, that's why, unless you're a really awful person, you are really horrified by animal cruelty and animal abuse. Because you know, even if that animal misbehaved or bit you, or it's always out of like fear or, or um, self-preservation. Yeah, mm-hmm. they they're not they don't go out purposefully. A, a dog when they're born doesn't purposely want to like fight humans or other dogs. I think they they honestly want a relationship i mean i think you know well and that's why that's why so many of the animals that we have domesticated that we are that are um, companion animals for us yeah they are the reason we have been able to do that is because they are affectionate animals Mm -hmm. and it doesn't take long if you're if you're around horses you see that very quickly they have a a very strong herding instinct Mm -hmm. where they have a pecking order and and if you see five horses together if you watch them it will not take you long to figure out who's number one mm-hmm. who's number two all the way down to who's number five you see them right, right away if you, if you doubt that come to my house i'll show you my horses and i'll tell you which number they are and if you watch you'll see exactly what i'm saying i will say four and five change back and forth they can occasionally change yes, yes but <clears throat> they have they have that relationship right. and if you take number one out of there mm-hmm. get a new number one will have to come into place right. And if you insert yourself in there as number one, mm-hmm. then they will all fall in line behind you. And that, mm-hmm. um, not by in a domineering way, but simply in, in the fact that that's how we can ride an animal that weighs a hundred times as much as we do sometimes. Mm-hmm. You, we, can, we can connect with those animals because they are seeking human contact and they're seeking affection. Well, God called us to be stewards of the whole earth, of right. all the animals, wild and domesticated. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, we've seen these PBS programs where they're conserving, you know, marine life or whatever. And I, that is a godly thing to do because there are, you know, when they save animals, it's it's not, maybe a person watching doesn't care about that certain whale, but God does. Right. And I... Uh, well, and, and the yeah, concept that... Through human action, we would ever eradicate from the earth any species that God created is anathema to me. That that is that is a horrifying thought. Mm-hmm. That we could be the cause of the extinction of one of God's creations, so it can never be seen again. Yeah. What a what a sad thought. Well, this, humans in our power for good and evil, we can do both. Yes, and uh, this Barrett Duke from okay, mm-hmm. I told you where it's from. He said. And I totally agree with this. Animals were part of his original design. Mm-hmm. They'll be part of his eternal design. Yep. And we. And this is a direct quote from this article. We should be engaged in activities that help the rest of creation fulfill God's design and interest in it. Oh, that's interesting. I like that. I like that too. And then, and he also, uh, this is not a direct quote, but this is what he meant. We are to help animals fulfill their purpose here. And And going back to Jane's thought of pets in heaven... There, we know animals are going to be in heaven. We see them in the Bible. I mean, there are animals in heaven that those verses I just mm-hmm. read in Isaiah 11. Mm-hmm. There are animals in heaven. So 
if there's a dog going to be in heaven, why not bring the dog that we just lost just five days ago, our beloved Zico, who we got to spend 14 years of his life with. Why not bring him to heaven? Why create a whole new dog to be in heaven? Now, I'm going to lighten the mood here a little bit. Oh, go ahead. Okay, we're done with that, but that's, that's why, what I believe. In all of the Judeo-Christian world, why do we say you can work Monday through Saturday but not on Sunday? What's the reason? Well, this is what I'll tell you. Okay. But I pro- might be okay, wrong. Go ahead. Okay, it used to be Sabbath was, or still for Jewish people, Sabbath is Saturday. Right. But we changed to Sunday. Well, two reasons I, I've heard that well, they ch- changed. The main reason for that is because where the week starts. Right, but they couldn't. The seventh get it. day in Jewish tradition is Saturday. The seventh day in our tradition is Sunday. Right, but I uh, but I heard that tradition. Why two reasons? One, they couldn't use the the temple on Saturday, so they use it on Sunday. Or two, it's because that's the day Jesus rose again. Okay, well, let me give you a biblical reason. Okay, go for it. Exodus twenty three twelve. Six days do your work, but on the seventh do not do work, so that your ox and donkey may rest, and so that the slave born in your household and the foreigner living amongst you may be refreshed. Hmm. So your dog, your and you're supposed to rest. rest so that the animals can rest too. Everybody should be right, resting. But that doesn't say Saturday or Sunday. It just says just Saturday. the seventh day. Right. Six days you work, but on the seventh don't work, so your animals can rest. Mm-hmm. I, I just thought that was interesting that God put that in there too. Okay, he wants the animals to rest too. Yeah. Um, I want to go to another one here because you were talking about the animals in heaven. Mm-hmm. And let me pull it up here. Oh, I've got a good one, but I'll let you do it first. I got a crazy one. Okay, go ahead. Revelation 5.13. Okay. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on mm. earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them saying to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. I knew animals talked. It says right there, every yes. creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea. So, I knew they could talk. This is, of course, this is when Christ comes again that we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. But he's talking about all the heavens, on, all the animals, all creatures mm-hmm. on heaven or in heaven, all creatures on earth. So there's creatures in both places at the same time. Mm-hmm. All creatures under the earth and on the sea, everything. Everything that God gave breath to, it it says in Genesis that man was created from the dust. Mm -hmm. And it also says in Genesis that so were the animals. They Mm -hmm. were created from the earth itself. So all of those things are happening at the same time, and everything acknowledges God. Everything acknowledges God. Yes. Well, two verses I want to share, because Mm -hmm. these are other things that are in the Bible, maybe three. Okay, there's the one. Okay, we have to mention it. If you haven't heard, a donkey actually talks in numbers. <laughs> which, okay, I've got to find that. I wrote it down. Oh. So remember, numbers. Um, because, Talking about Balaam. Yeah, Balaam. Yeah. That, the funny thing, in, when the donkey talks to him, the funny thing to me in that whole story is that Balaam doesn't, like, bat an eye. He just talks back. Yeah, I've never understood that either. It, that's the funny part, that he just just talked right back to the donkey. Numbers 22, yeah, 28 that. through 30. Then the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey, and she said to Balaam, What have I done to you that you have struck me these three times? Here's the funny part. 
And Balaam said to the donkey, Because you have made a fool of me. I wish I had a sword in my hand, for then I would kill you. And then the donkey said to Balaam, Am I not your donkey, on which you have ridden all your life long to this day? Is it my habit to treat you this way? And he said no. Sounds like a wife. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm just looking at this going. He didn't even go, wow, you're If there was talking. another guy standing there, he would have said, Dude, your donkey's talking to you. Yeah, I just thought that's funny, but he just he has, on the he has an argue, He has a conversation. Now, I will say that I always have conversations with my animals, with my horses. I'm always talking to them. I talk to my dogs. They never talk back. Well, they're they good can, listeners. They can talk back, but not in English. No, they're good listeners, but they don't join the conversation. But if they did, I think I would notice. I think I would that notice if they were actually saying something that out loud. Quite funny. Okay, here's interesting. A sec, a second verse I want to share because these are interesting animal verses. Jonah four eleven, when God is getting after Jonah, because Jonah doesn't care if everybody in Nineveh dies. Says and God says to note Jonah and should and this is the last verse in Jonah actually. And should I not have compassion on Nineveh, the great city in which there are more than a hundred twenty thousand persons? Who do not know the difference between the right and left animal, as well as many animals. So God cared for the animals. And I have one more scripture because this one is very interesting. Okay. It's just goofy, but it's in the Bible. So I believe it. I'd like to see it. This is um, Zechariah 5, 9. Let me find it. Sometimes it's hard for me to remember where it's at. I should have written down the page number. Back here, after all these, okay, there's, there it is, okay, it's after Haggai, 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 there, yeah. sorry, okay, Zechariah 5.9, now listen to this description, and you tell me what it is, Zechariah 5.9, then I lifted up my eyes and looked, and there two women were coming out with the wind in their wings, and they had wings like the wings of a stork, and they lifted up the ephah between the earth and the heavens. Hmm. A harpy. If you know any fairy tale creatures, that's two harpies in. Or angels. Is that correct? No, they're not angels. Because they're creepy. Oh, they're not angels, I know, because in the beginning, it's in chapter 8, or the, the verse before mm. 9 says. Then he said, This is wickedness. And he threw her down into the middle of the ephah and cast a lead weight on it in its opening. Then I lifted up my eyes and looked, and there two women were coming out with the wing, wind in their wings, and they had wings like the wings of a stork. I think he's still talking about wickedness stuff. Because angels don't have wings like storks. I don't know. They sound like harpies to me. Again, that is not like set in stone theology. Don't talk, tell everybody that Jane believes in harpies. Well, I do. But, I mean, that's not what my theology is based on. My theology is based on Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Okay. So now we're going to come full circle. I want to finish with this. Anybody who knows me with any depth at all knows that I have a huge affinity for horses. Horses are just... Of all the animals in the, on the earth, horses just seem to be the ones that just really ring true with me. I love all animals, but there's an affinity I have with horses that goes beyond that. And I've always said, you know, if I go to heaven, 
and uh, people have said, well, what's your job going to be in heaven? You're going to be doing this or doing that, and all those. All I want to do is work with the horses in heaven. I will clean the stables in heaven. And the reason I can say that definitively without any doubt, we've talked about all the animals in heaven here, and it mentions some of them specifically by name, the lion, the lamb, the wolf. Those things are all mentioned specifically by name. But we know for a fact in Revelation 19, mm-hmm. starting in verse 11, I'm going to 11 through 16 here. Then I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. The one sitting on it is called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes are like a flame of fire, and on his head many diadems, and he has a name written that no one knows but himself. He is clothed in a robe dipped in blood, and the name for which he is called is the Word of God. The armies of heaven, arrayed in fine linen, white and pure, were following him on white horses. Amen. Heaven's full of horses. Now these are all white ones, but I'm sure there's other colors available, but I don't care. Horses. It is exceedingly rare here on the earth to find a truly white horse. It's very rare. Genetically, it's very rare because genetically, if you, uh, the vet I used to work for when I was on the breeding farm said, if genetically, if all horses on the, on the earth were turned loose today, all the different breeds and all the different things we had, um, and they were just left alone, after enough generations, they would all be kind of dun-colored buckskins. Mm. They would all kind of get to that point. Mm -hmm. Because he said genetically, that's the one that would just kind of come down to be the strongest. And as a horseshoer, I will tell you that the darker the feet, black feet, Mm -hmm. are harder and hardier. If you find Mustangs um, running in the wild, they will genetically, the ones that are the strongest live, and the black feet are the strongest, so most of them have dark feet. Now, with the black feet, isn't that... Black skin underneath the hair. Usually black skin underneath their hair. It's, it's, a, it's a melanin thing. And I know um, my horseshoeing instructor, when he went to horseshoeing school, told us, he said, you know, a scientist will say under a microscope they can't tell the difference between a black foot and a white foot and all those kind of things. But he said, anybody who's ever had a horse knows that black feet hold up better. Yeah. Well, when you, when you find a horse on the earth that is pure white, Usually, it's a genetic throwback. It's an albino. Mm. You get the pink skin and yeah. the pink eyes, and they have all sorts of problems. problems with the sun. Blindness is common, those kind of things. But in heaven, there will be perfect white horses. And they will not be weak. Oh, my goodness. Just the thought of, you know, I saw the heavens opened, and behold, a white horse. Mm. And then it talks about the rider. Mm. But looking up into the sky and seeing a white horse would, you know, I'm sure as John's going through these revelations, I saw a horse. Oh, and there's a rider. Uh, the first thing he did was look upward into the sky and see a horse. That would have got your attention yeah. to see a horse coming out of the sky. You know, one of the things I love to hear, and if I was in the wrong spot, I might not want to hear it, but when you hear bunch of horses starting to gallop toward you mm-hmm. and that is such a cool sound the thunder of the of thunder hooves. of the hooves it's yep. so powerful and we only have five horses but you can hear five horses can you imagine myriads and myriads what that would sound like i had a wonderful time and I, it's happened before but I, just the memory of that brings back to me a couple of years ago in springtime when it's spring, the horses are getting frisky, and they just mm-hmm. enjoy it. They're just enjoying spring as much as anything. And I was out there with our horses, 
and it was spring and the weather was nice. And they just started to run. I wasn't doing anything with them. I was just out there in the middle of the the pen they were in. And they were running. And they were running circles and stopping and spinning and sliding and running around, kicking their heels up just for the joy of doing it, just for Mm -hmm. the joy of of the moment. Moving, yeah. And I was blessed with being able to stand in the middle as they ran around me like that. And that was just, it was just a joyful thing. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I get kind of the same feelings when I see baby goats jumping around or baby oh. calves out there in the pasture when their tail goes up and they yeah, start but playing. Horses, and I will say horses are different. They're, something they are about, majestic. They're majestic creatures. Oh, and, and just the concept that something that large mm-hmm. can be that affectionate and come up and lay their head on your shoulder and allow you to get on their back and allow you to, to guide them and to do everything because they trust you that much. It's just an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I, anybody, again, anybody who knows me very well knows that if I could have a smell around me all the time, there's only two things I really want to smell. I love food. I love all those kind of things. That's, those are all nice, yeah, but I wouldn't want to smell it all the time. If I worked in a place that made nothing but pizza, eventually the smell of pizza would probably be overwhelming. The smell of a baby's head and the <laughs> smell of a horse are two things that I absolutely adore. Mm. When I go out with my horses and uh, rubbing on them, loving on them, petting them, all those kind of things, one of the things you'll always see me do is put my arm around their neck and then I just bury my face in it. I just love the smell of horses. Mm-hmm. That's a strange no, it's not. shoot off going the other direction, just talking about the horses in heaven. But again, I would happily shovel poop in heaven to be around heavenly horses. So animals are an incredible thing, and they're an incredible gift from God, and they are co-creations on this earth with us from God. And they were meant uh, to be here as part of his creation. And we are so blessed that they are. Mm-hmm. God even let us give them names. Mm-hmm. So right, we've, we've had a wonderful talk here about, about animals, and, and I, I hope you enjoy this. Um, yeah. There's, I don't think hey, there's... Do, hey, you know what? Comment sometime. We'd yeah. love to read your comments. There's there, there's no real huge revelation in what we talked about today. It's just something that we love and we wanted to bring up the, the biblical references to it. So. And tell, every, tell other people about a podcast. Yeah, we'd love to hear from people and we'd love to have you share this with other people. And we hope that this blesses you and, and that God speaks to you also. So, God bless. Yeah, bye. <laughs>